0: Hope you enjoyed this episode of the Best of Home Design Chat with Nancy. Learn what five outdated paint color trends to retire fast, and what paint colors are going to be popular for 2023.
1: Welcome back to Home Design Chat with Nancy. If you're remodeling or building a new home, you don't want to miss these podcasts. We share information about every component of your home. You'll learn about tile, appliances, cabinets, paint, flooring, lighting, we have it all. Well, today we are doing our um, season five, episode 35. Wow. I remember when it was season four, episode one, How Time Flies. Anyway, today we are going to talk about one of the more important things in your home. It's what adds color to your home and different feelings. And um, well, and also it's one of the least expensive things that you can do to change the whole look of your home. It's paint. And today we have our paint expert with us, Sarah Jones. She's the Dunn Edwards Designer Services Representative. Sarah, so nice to
0: have you back. Thanks for having me again, Nancy. What color is that background that we're looking at right now? I know. It's actually a grayish green. I really do like it. I'll have to find out what color that is.
1: Yeah. Well, today we're going to talk about, firstly, the outdated paint colors that you should get rid of. Now, I don't agree with this list, but I get all these emails and this is other people's opinions, not necessarily mine or Sarah's, but we're going to talk about it. So this article, as I've read so many times, said the all-white palette is out. Now, I agree to a point. I have seen and they're pushing me all-white. Uh, For the minimalist, it's, it's almost like a cloud, like you're in heaven, you know, when you die and go to heaven, this is what it's going to look like the white couch, the white floor, the white walls, and sheer white curtains, and you feel like, okay, I'm in heaven, but that's not going to work anymore. So I
0: hope heaven has more color than that. I won't do well. (laughs) well, When
1: you get there, make sure that you change the colors around. So what are they doing to change the white on white?
0: So we are still seeing a pretty big movement on white as the main color or the glue color of the space, right? So you walk into a house and all of the walls are painted the same white color. Sometimes it even leads up onto the ceiling. So we don't even have a contrast there. What I am noticing is that we're getting away from like the really stark white, that like sterile, bright reflects back at you white. And we're seeing more of a movement of softer whites. Some even I would classify off white towards the creamier side, but we're also layering a lot of textures. So it's not just white in the paint that we're seeing. We're adding linens and textiles and hard fixtures that are blending some of those creamier tones in there.
1: Now, I think I've mentioned this a couple of times. I still live in the same house that we moved into 43 years ago. And when we moved in, we got the builder's white, which is very chalky. So we painted it over, but it was white. We used Dunn-Edwards City Lights. Are you familiar with that one? Yes. Yes. That, at certain times, looks like a blue white. Sometimes mm-hmm. it looks like a creamy white. But the whole house was painted that white. And after several years, I felt like I was living in a hospital. Mm -hmm. So I changed everything to Steve Marino, which is a taupey, kind of goes, it's not gray, it's beige. And that was about 15 years ago. And it still works today, by the way. Mm -hmm. So, So getting back to the white, we're not saying to get rid of all your white, but to do something a little bit different so you don't feel like you're in the operating room,
0: Right. Right. So you're not getting that cold, stark feeling because after COVID, a huge sort of shift in design happened where people are wanting to feel what they would call cocooning. So they want to feel when they're home a little bit warmer, a little bit cozier, a little less sterile, that gray trend, which I know we're going to get into later, that was all the gray and the bright whites. They were all just very sterile feeling. And so we're reverting back to wanting to feel cozy and warm in our homes.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, another uh, thing that was in this article, specifically no more Navy. And I have to say Navy is one of my favorite colors. So what are we doing with Navy to make it today?
0: Because so, like navy a lot of people still like Navy. I still have a lot of requests for that. Um, but I will say if I had to like number my list of colors that I've been requested, um, in 2022, blue would be actually one of my last ones, which is shocking because if you look at the past 10 years, blue and Navy or powdery blues have been fairly popular. Um, we are seeing that switch from like a Navy to a deep sort of heathered out emerald tone. Greens are very, very popular right now. Um, so while I'm still seeing blue, I wouldn't agree with no more navy by any means. I think that navy in really any home or certain design styles looks beautiful and classic, uh, but we are seeing less blue, more green.
1: Okay, let me just say this before we go on. If somebody out there likes navy blue and white, which is me, I think it's crisp It's clean and it's classic. So I'm for navy blue and white. If you're a navy blue person, add a lot of white to it. And you can always throw in some yellow, some orange, not at the same time, but make it today. But you can still keep your navy and white. I think that's great. Absolutely. It's one of my favorite colors, by the way. Okay, now the big one this article said, stay, I mean, say goodbye to gray. Uh, Again, gray is my favorite color too. I like gray and <laughs> navy, matter of fact. So what do you think about that? I hope you say gray isn't going to go away.
0: Oh, Nancy, I'm going to ruin your day. It is. So really in yes, in the long lasting, that was the longest trend. I've been in the design field, not super long, but about 12 years. And that was the longest trend of my career. Um, it started out very gung-ho, black, silver, white, gray, very cold, That was all you could use with it, not even blending any colors. And then we kind of hit this evolution of like, okay, let's bring in some color to change it up a little bit. And then finally we hit this, what I would call a plateau of mixing the grays with transitional design. So more of mixing it with warm wood tones, which people always said, never do that. Um, Never mix gray and brown, but we started doing it and people loved it. Um, Gray is still around, let me be clear. It's still around. It's still a really solid neutral. It's a trusty neutral to use, but you have to be careful with overusing it. Um, It's seen more in furniture pieces or linens or textiles or a lot in sort of clay and pottery and art versus actually painting your entire home in a gray.
1: Well, you know, paint using one color to paint everything in your home is boring no matter what it is. It could be. Red, purple, black, white, yellow. You have to kind of move around with different colors. But the basic color years ago was the beige, the brown tones, the sand tones. Then it moved to the gray. Now, if it's getting away from the gray, what is your basic color going to be? Don't tell me it's going to be browns again.
0: I wouldn't say it's going to be full-fledged brown, but we are moving back towards warmer undertones. So we're definitely not in... 2004 again, when everybody wanted Apache tan throughout their entire house. We're not there, thankfully, but we are not also in the space that we want gray. We are in this really good in-between light, barely there, taupey undertone color. So think of, you know, just a very, almost like a canvas kind of color in this space nothing super strong. They just want it as a backdrop. Paint is not really the focus right now. It's design and color are coming in in furniture pieces and artwork versus actually paint on your wall.
1: Okay, so now we've a hard time with. <laughs> we told everybody what to get rid of and what not to use. And before we go on, I'd like to talk about Studio 41 because they're the people that you want to use for your bath fixtures, your cabinet hardware, cabinetry, They have the best selection, and as I keep saying, I'm one of the lucky ones that has a local Studio 41. It's located in Scottsdale, and the other 13 are in Illinois, but you can always go online and visit shopstudio41.com. I use them for all my bath and kitchen fixtures, plumbing fixtures, and also all of my cabinet hardware. They have the best selection. And if you are remodeling or you're just looking for some new hardware to change the look of your cabinetry, I would say go to shopstudio41.com. So now let's talk about the colors for 2023. We're probably a little early, but I've noticed that everybody's talking about the new colors. I think what's happening is we're trying to push out of 2022 and get into 2023, hoping it would be better, maybe?
0: You're absolutely correct. And that was... Believe it or not, we did the same thing with 2022. 2022, we were also eager <laughs> to get here because we're just keep pushing to this like, okay, is this year going to be better? Um, but yes, the 2023 trends are already forecasted and we're seeing them pop up kind of everywhere now. So what are they like? I would say welcome to the 90s. Um, well, let's first
1: say it. that every paint company has their own set of new colors for 2023. So that's totally confusing to the average person who says, I just wanna see what's new for 2023, right?
0: Absolutely. It is confusing. And now, mind you, I know I can only speak for John Edwards as far as where we get our, you know, our colors and our our sort of trends. But we do deep dive into fashion, travel, um, what you're seeing in branding. I mean, all of these different things we take into consideration when we come out with the 2023 color trends. It's not just necessarily focused on interior design. It's we're taking influences from nature and from, you know, restaurants and hotels and all of these other things, um, to come up with these trends.
1: So do you lean on Pantone's uh, decisions?
0: I personally don't. Um, I get well, a lot of, course of course you don't, you're not. No, done I personally that. don't. I match Pantone colors quite frequently because Pantone is kind of like a God for a lot of these designers, but mm-hmm. I would say they're in line in some regard. What I think you and I noticed is that we're thinking that the Pantone color of 2023 is that digital lavender color. If you look at our fashion trends and some of the trends we've predicted as, you know, Dunn Edwards, it's that joyful, liberating, bright, vibrant color that is predicted. And I mean, I, it is very 90s, I will say. It's very 90s, but it kind of goes with what we're we're hearing. Well,
1: is gonna when be, you say you know, very 90s, uh, give me a couple of colors. A 90 seems like it's been ages ago. I can't remember.
0: So 90s, think of sort of an electric powder blue, a bright lavender. Um, you know, it's the whole like windbreakers and butterfly clips and blow up furniture, which is absolutely oh, the
1: Don't tell me fluorescent colors.
0: <laughs> Not, I mean... I don't want to break your heart, but we might see some of them. Again, bright yellows,
1: bright around. oranges. Oof. I know. I know. Oranges are bad.
0: In in certain forms, I would say think of like a nectarine, like mandarin orange sort of color, not necessarily electric orange, but we're seeing some of that paired in furniture and textiles. I don't, I would not let me just preface by saying I do not think that these are what I would choose. <laughs> But what we're seeing are joyful colors and sort of liberating ones.
1: To me, the only joy would be to put those on a gray couch. Mm -hmm. You need to have something subtle. Because can you imagine walking into a room with all those colors?
0: No, because you need to be grounded in that space too. So while I do agree that they can be used maybe in certain things, um, I'm definitely not going to go down to my local store and buy a lavender blow-up couch when they come out.
1: (laughs) Right. Right. Now you mentioned digital lavender. Mm-hmm. So and for the people who are listening to this going, okay, what's a digital lavender, lavender, with? you know, everything is digital today, but that's actually the name of the color. I don't agree with that, but so it's digital lavender, which is the Pantone color for 2023. So if you guys look that up on your browser, then you'll find out what that color is. Now, I've always mentioned this. There are designers who decide, maybe they're sitting there with morning coffee and they say, hey, let's tell everybody that purple is out. And I read an article a couple of months ago where this person said purple is out. She didn't like purple. So she's gonna be shocked when she finds out that digital lavender is really the color for twenty twenty three. So as we've said, and Sarah, you said it too, that, When a homeowner picks something, no matter what it is, the look in the kitchen, shower curtains, don't ask yourself what's in. Ask yourself, what do I like? And then go for it. And if you're um, a person that feels real good in a yellow room, okay, go with the yellow. But if it drives you nuts to be in a red room, which it does me, it's just Mm -hmm. too much, then don't even think about it. If you really like a little bit of red, two pillows. That's it. Yeah. Even wearing red shoes is okay because the color (laughs) doesn't go just for your house. It's your wardrobe. It's the color of your car. It's the color that you dress your kids in. So you stay away from the colors that don't make you feel good. And you just go for the colors that make you feel happy. And that looks good with your skin tone. I always say that.
0: Yes, I agree. And I think that we all know, um, you know, in the design world, color invokes feeling always an emotion, a feeling, something. So trends are called trends because they're just that. They are trending for a brief period of time and then they're onto something new. So I always tell people, if you want to design with intention and with, you know, longevity and just wanting to have something that lasts for you go with what makes you feel good so yes you're dead on with that nancy
1: okay um so now that we've exhausted color itself what do you suggest would be the finish of the paint on the walls especially if you're using digital lavender
0: Yes, so if you're gonna use, I mean, across the board, let me be clear, right now and for the past year and what I see in the foreseeable future is a matte finish is where everybody wants to be. Um, we have a really high quality product called Exquisite that is in a durable matte. So we've come out with a product that it looks like it's a flat and it's got a beautiful barely there sheen, but you can scrub it and it doesn't stain and all of these wonderful things. The reason people are going with matte is because they don't want the reflective sort of value that some of these sheen levels. The higher you go, you get more of that light reflection off of it. Not only does that amplify imperfections in our texture and our drywall, um, it can sometimes look tacky in these vibrant colors that they're talking about that are coming out. You wouldn't want to put digital lavender in a semi-gloss in your room, or you're going to be blinded when you walk in. Yeah. So. I would say stick with a matte. If you're going to do something vibrant, definitely go towards more of a matte sheen.
1: Now, what if they're painting a bathroom? Should they still use the matte or should they go with a semi-gloss for a bathroom?
0: So it really depends on your lifestyle. Every time somebody asks me that question, I say, well, if you're going to take two and a half hour long steam showers every day, we're not going to put a mat in there. You're going to get mold eventually. If it's in a powder room or a secondary bathroom where there might be a shower every so often or, you know, just washing your hands, it's totally fine. But if you are going to have a, you know, a steam shower every day, it's probably better to go with at least a lotion or what some companies call a satin good to know. Mm -hmm.
1: Well, right now we're going to visit Monogram. Monogram um, has intelligent appliances and it's also kind of run by smart apps. But if you don't have a smartphone, don't think about using a smart app because you can't load it on your regular phone. At the same time, if you get smart appliances, you can still use them without the app. And these are dishwashers and ovens that you can turn on from your app uh, rather than maybe get up in the morning and forget that you put the dishwasher on. So you can do everything on an app. Uh, So you can go to uh, uh, mygrant.com to learn more about their appliances, their smart appliances. And there again, like I told you, they've got great appliances, but using the app is not necessary, but you can't use the app on appliances that aren't smart. And if I'm confusing you, you should get to monogram.com to learn more about these smart appliances. It's just that you need one thing and you can't use one thing without the other. So again, monogram.com, learn more about their appliances and also visit a showroom so that you can actually see how these appliances work. Well, Sarah, I'm going to throw you a curve. Okay. We can just talk so much about digital lavender, but I want to talk about the fifth wall. And I think we've mentioned this before, ceilings. Yes, the ceiling. I'm seeing more colored ceilings. In other words, you can do a blue ceiling with white walls and whatever. What do you think about that? And what do you suggest they use or stay away from <laughs>
0: So I've seen some of, you know, the colored ceilings still in certain areas like an entryway or, you know, things like that. But it's usually, in my experience, I've seen it more in just high-end modern sort of designs, not necessarily your everyday residential. Um, I'm seeing more still the doors painted in accent versus the ceiling painted in accent. But if you are going to, do your ceiling in a different color? Because I agree, your ceiling is your fifth wall. It can't be neglected by any means, Mm -hmm. no matter what color you choose. Well, for
1: years, we always assumed it's going to be white.
0: (laughs) Nope, not always. Definitely not always. And, you know, it's, we're seeing a wave, like I mentioned earlier, of people painting their ceiling the same color as the wall if they're in that lighter range. But if you're going to do an accent, what I would say is you definitely have to consider the size of your room, the height of your ceilings, and the amount of light that you get in that space. Also, what are you using that room for? You're not going to want to put a black ceiling in, you know, maybe your kid's playroom or an office that you're in all the time that you need to be focused and working all the time. Um, If your ceilings are, you know, eight feet tall, are you really going to want to drop them visually anymore by putting a dark color on the ceiling? So ceiling color has a lot to do with what it does for the space visually. If we need to make the space feel larger and airier and brighter, we need to go lighter, whether that be a white or some sort of other, you know, neutral or even a vibrant color. If we want to maybe make the space feel cozier or um, a little bit more closed in, which believe it or not, there are spaces that do need that. Then you can get into those darker navy, black, you know, deeper grays, deeper browns, that kind of thing.
1: Well, if you're going to go with a black ceiling or a dark ceiling, Call a professional to help you because that's not something you can just try alone. No. Although we always say that you can paint and, paint is the least expensive way to redesign your house or give it a different look. But still, painting a ceiling, I, I just read an article where the girl said, well, before I tackled the ceiling, I had to make sure that we had a local chiropractor because Painting that ceiling is very uncomfortable, and if anybody's tried it, you get a neck ache and you need to sit on ice for a while.
0: Yes, and people don't consider the fact that when you're painting a ceiling, a lot of the times our vents, our recessed lighting, all of those pieces of metal or, you know, those are all usually done in a white, so are you going to paint those as well? Are you going to replace your light fixture so that it blends better into your ceiling? All of those things you also have to take into consideration because it's not like a normal wall where it's just drywall with no breakups. It's got things in the ceiling that you have to consider.
1: Yeah. I like the idea of maybe using crown mold if you're not a real neat painter. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Meaning that Dark navy blue ceiling to those white walls. Sometimes it's a little difficult, so you can think about camouflaging your mess. Absolutely. Uh, we mentioned uh, like a black ceiling in a playroom. Yeah, that doesn't sound too inviting. But <laughs> wallpaper on the ceiling. Now that's another thing. I think a whimsical wallpaper in a baby's room because that kid's laying on his or her back a lot of time. So she might as well. He might as well. Why? I'm just used to saying he or she. Baby. Yeah. <laughs> people will lay on their back looking up most of the day. They might as well look at something interesting, whimsical, colorful.
0: I they, love that idea. Yeah. I think that you have to get a very skilled wallpaper applicant <laughs> to do that. Um, yeah, so yeah, that it it's not
1: fun to wallpaper on the ceiling. Yeah.
0: Yes. <laughs> but it's the same concept of you know the other idea that people could do, especially like in a playroom or a kid's nursery or a kid's bedroom. Do a fun color on the ceiling, not necessarily something vibrant. Let's say you could do like a a heathered out green and then have a really fun light fixture that bounces that color because the light reflects well. So you can always add something fun to the ceiling. It just the space has to call for it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a great idea. Um, So let's see, kids' rooms. I think kids' rooms, if anybody's out there doing a kid's room, that's probably one of the more fun things to do. So fun. I had more fun with that. Um, Oh, I know I was going to ask you about accent walls. Um, Read some articles where some designers say, no, you don't want accent walls anymore. And others are saying either using a uh, accent wall with a nice paint that coordinates with all of your furniture or using wallpaper on an accent wall. What do you think about that?
0: So I am seeing, so number one, yes, to accent walls in my opinion and really what I've seen out there right now. We in Arizona specifically have very, very open floor plans. That was a trend for a very long time to just have one massively open space. Accent walls allow us to define spaces without necessarily throwing up a wall or putting a door. So I think accent walls are still awesome to define little nooks or little spaces in your home or accent a wall that like honestly they have no purpose so you might as well do something fun Mm -hmm. i will say the most popular thing i'm seeing right now even beyond wallpaper for an accent wall is roman clay and lime washing Uh, both of them have made a huge impression this past year describe them So the Roman clay for all of my old schoolers looks very similar to, back in the day we used to do Venetian plaster.
1: That's what I thought you were going to say, Venetian plaster. Yes, it
0: used to have, you remember, it was like real sparkly or gold or really like elaborate looking.
1: It felt like velvet on the wall. Yes. Um, I remember somebody telling me it's like $11 a square foot to have it made done by a professional.
0: Oh, Yeah. Yeah. It's very expensive to and do. And
1: you can't touch it up if somebody damages it.
0: Nope, you can't. And here's the thing. Roman clay is an idea sort of like Venetian plaster, but it's number one, DIY friendly. So you can do it yourself. I did it myself on an accent wall this weekend in my house. Very inexpensive compared to Venetian plaster. And it's easier of a finish to eventually like, retexture over if you needed to versus the venetian plaster so in my opinion think about like a cement on your wall so that look uh, they're making it a lot in like these grays and putty colors and you know like any like soft greens that just look very earthy that's Mm -hmm. what the roman clay does and it, it is beautiful my best friend just did it on our fireplace and it looks stunning
1: You must have fun in your house when your husband comes home and he sees a different color wall every week. He
0: he always goes, marry a designer, they said.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, what's the second finish that you mentioned?
0: So Lime Wash is very similar. It's got a similar effect. Um, I do not believe that is one you should do yourself. That one uh, you definitely should hire out for. Um, That one is less popular than the Roman Clay for that reason. It's kind of got a, almost like a, a stone look when it's up, if that makes sense, like a raw marble or, you know, not a lot of veining, but that that sort of honed versus non-honed look. It's beautiful. It's just, it's more difficult to do. Mm -hmm.
1: And so the faux finishes, the sponge painting,
0: hopefully that went away. Oh God, please, let's keep that away. Yeah. I'm I'm okay with the two that are happening now because it's almost like we're adding stone or concrete versus, you know, my blue and pink sponge painted bathroom I had growing up.
1: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I think we've covered just about everything. Um, I think so too. Yeah. I think everybody got a lot of ideas. And as always, this was fun. Now you did mention the open floor plan, which I am going to one of these days do a podcast on because I particularly like the open floor plan. And I've done a lot of remodeling of people's homes where I perform surgery, knock down the walls, make the place more open, more inviting. It's easy for entertaining, but there are people who do not like it. I will just mention that a couple of years ago, I wrote a story about the open floor plan and somebody from the other side of the country actually told me that I didn't know what I was talking about, that that was a terrible idea. And so we were going back and forth on this. And I still stand my ground. Open floor plans to me are the best. I like them. Anyway, I think we've just about covered everything else. I think if anybody has any questions, they can email me at nancy at nancyhugo.com. If you have questions for Sarah, I will pass them on to her. Sarah, thank you so much for coming back. I uh, do want to let everybody know that um, they can share these with their friends. The more people that that listen to these, the more I'll do. I think these are interesting. I think uh, they're helping the do-it-yourselfers, the people who want to remodel or do something to their home. If you want to learn more about me, you can go to nancyhugo.com. And uh, you can learn all about why the heck I'm doing this.
0: Thank you so much, Nancy, for having me. I appreciate it.
1: Well, I appreciate it too. And we will have you back in a couple of months and talk more about paint. In the meantime, everybody, stay safe. Have a great day.
0: Thanks, Nancy. Bye-bye.
1: Thank you.